You're listening to Win the Day with James Whitaker. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Broadcasting from Los Angeles, California. This is the number one podcast to help you win the day every day. Here's your host, James Whitaker. Let's go. Welcome back to Win the Day Wednesday. In this mini-sode, we're going to look at some questions that you've sent through. Let's do it. Number one, what are the most important parts of the day that I should focus on? You know what? I hear all the time and I see it on social media, everyone saying that you need to wake up at three in the morning. It's simply not the case. The singular most important metric for your success on any given day is total output. It doesn't matter when you wake up. It doesn't matter when you go to bed. The most important thing is total output over the long run. Now that we've got that out of the way, there are four phases that we can think of that's going to give us that total output. The very first thing is morning routine. I've spoken at morning about morning routine on this show at length, so I don't want to get into that in too much detail. But you need to be making sure that you're not wasting too much time first thing in the morning doing things like scrolling on social media, checking emails. You don't want to be doing that stuff uh, from bed because you're filling your brain with negative energy, or you're playing defense at the time when you're supposed to be getting centered so you can put in the offense to create the output for the day. So get out of bed as quickly as you can in the morning. Allow yourself some time to get centered. Re-clarify what three things you're going to make to, to do that day that will make that day a win, and then get into it. That's the morning routine. The next phase is career productivity. What are you going to do to move the big rocks for your career forward? Ideally, you're going to have one or two of those things things that you wrote down from your three things to win the day. So that's career productivity. Do something extraordinary to move the big rocks forward rather than all the little things like responding to emails that make you feel a sense of achievement in the present, but don't do anything in terms of meaningful long-term growth. So morning routine, career productivity, The next one from there is personal productivity. This includes things like time with family. This includes things like self-care. It's really, really important that you give yourself that every single day. When we're talking about total output over the long run, that only happens when you allow yourself to find some joy, you connect with the people most important to you, and you focus and make time for by prioritizing your personal productivity. And the final one here is evening routine. This is something that no one really talks about anywhere as often as they should. And there's a Thomas Edison quote, never go to bed without a request to your subconscious. Never go to bed without a request to your subconscious. Just as your eyes close for sleep, that is the time when you need to be planting a seed on what you want your brain to go to work on for you so you can wake up and already have solutions presented for you the following day. Most people want to fill their mind with news or fear about what's going to happen the next day or feeling the stress of scrolling through their emails to find out what is waiting for them later in the week. Don't do that. What we want to do is before we go to bed is plant a seed for your subconscious. And if you want to do something extra, I strongly recommend asking yourself this question. Today, did I do the best that I was capable of? Today, did I do the best that I was capable of. If you can start doing those two things for your evening routine, I promise you your total output for your life and your career is going to absolutely go through the roof. So that's it. Total output for the day depends on four phases that you do every single day. Morning routine, career productivity, personal productivity, and evening routine. Next question, how can I find like-minded people in my city? You know, a lot of the questions that I'm getting more and more are about how to connect with 
like-minded people wherever you live because that's it, especially after what we've gone through in the last few years. We want to experience the thrill of life through the connection and mateship and camaraderie of other people. And I think a product of what we've gone through in the last few years, it's also made us recognize how much we dislike a certain segment of people. And that's totally fine. You can't love everyone in life. That's okay. The most important thing is to find your tribe so you can fit in, you can grow, and you can contribute uh, to as many people as you possibly can. So some tips on how to find like-minded people in your city. And this is something that I've faced with living in Los Angeles as well. Like I don't have a huge, well, I certainly didn't have a huge network when I got here. I knew one person when I moved to LA. And fortunately now I've been able to turn that into a lot of very influential friendships. And here are some of the steps that I took to do that. The first one was saying yes more often to opportunities that came up. It's so easy to make an excuse to say, you know what, I'm just gonna sit at home and watch TV tonight. But by saying yes more often when someone says, hey, I'm going over to this person's house for a barbecue, or I'm going to this event, saying yes to that has led to some of the biggest and most incredible opportunities and relationships that I can't even possibly believe it in like literally every possible area of my life. So make sure you're saying yes more often to opportunities that come up rather than no. Another one there is to go narrow but go long. Most people are trying to get around to meet as many people as they possibly can or they use that as a metric of success when what you need to be doing in each of these encounters is go narrow, which what I mean by that is to talk to a fewer amount of people but have a much deeper conversation. That's going to lead to a much deeper bond and connection, which means you're going to be much more memorable and it's going to lead to a lot more future opportunities for you. Next is embracing the process of being uncomfortable. If you want to grow, it's going to be uncomfortable no matter what. So the fear of staying where you are in a few years hopefully should scare you into action. And since we're ready for action now, we want to embrace the process of being uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. In some cases, extremely uncomfortable to go and attend events by yourself or to go and meet new people. But that's what it is. That's the game. And over time, you will surround yourself with those like-minded people. Next, don't stop until you found your tribe. I got out of my comfort zone so many times and I was in conversations where I could tell pretty quickly or, or I was at an event where this just they just weren't my tribe and that's totally fine. But rather than trying to fit in with them, I respected myself and I moved on to go and find my tribe. That didn't mean that I didn't have interesting conversations with them to learn as much as I possibly could, but I respected myself and my values enough to be able to say, you know what, there is an opportunity out there. There's an environment, there's a group of people who are a better fit for me and my values and where I wanna go in life and I'm going to go and find those people. And the final one here is to create a platform to access their genius. If you think about the people who have come on this podcast in the last three years, these are all people in almost every case that I am now close to. And what I mean by close to, it means that I could send them a text or an audio message or an email with a question and they would respond to me very, very quickly. And there's a very good chance that regardless of what that request was, the answer would be yes. That is an enormous amount of social capital to be able to wield. And you only get that through having a platform to access their genius, which is what I have through my podcast and through providing an enormous amount of value over time. And you might be thinking, well, that's okay for James because he has this big following on these different platforms. I didn't when I started. Like everyone, I started from scratch and I slowly built it by creating the best possible content that I could 
and reaching out to the most interesting and influential people that I could find, real subject matter experts, thought leaders, people who had an incredible story so I could share that with my quickly growing audience. And that was where I was able to develop such an amazing education along the way. But if you don't have a platform to access their genius, you're going to have to be doing some of the other steps that we spoke about. Or if you want to reach out to really influential people, it's going to be pretty hard because about the only other way to do that is to say, hey, can I take you out for a coffee? Or can we meet for lunch? And I receive that stuff all the time. And I don't think I've ever once said yes, because I just don't have time for that. And the people that you're going to go after are just not going to do that. But if you had a platform like a podcast where you could say to them, I'm really impressed with your mission. You've inspired me so much. I've just created this podcast. My mission is to do X, Y, Z to help inspire the world just like you had if you'd be open to a 30-minute conversation or a 45-minute conversation so you can share some of the secrets from your journey. I would greatly appreciate it and I know my audience would too. That alone would be your foot in the door. You're going to be able to sit down, hopefully meet that influential person in the flesh and that can lead to an unbelievable amount of opportunities over time. So if you want to find like-minded people in your city, rewind this podcast to all the things that I just went through and you will have an extraordinary life and network very, very quickly and it's very important that you do that. Question number three, how do I get more energy? This is another question I get a lot. When it comes to energy, everyone wants a pill and the stuff that I'm seeing on, on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook are all these people selling these pills don't take them. The most important and the very first thing that you should do is dial in the fundamentals. And what do I mean by fundamentals? Eat healthy food. Eat a balanced diet of real food, not processed stuff. These are things that you prepare at home with real ingredients. Focus on your nutrition and making sure you focus on movement as the next thing. What are you doing to get out there, not holding a phone, but to go and do real functional full body exercise in a way that's going to get your heart rate up, enable you to get stronger, and ideally enable you to get a little bit of sunshine along the way. Making sure your social circle is dialed in, that's another one. We want to make sure in terms of energy that if we're around people who inspire us, I just gave you a whole bunch of tips on how you can bring a lot more people into your network who inspire you. Even those three things alone would make a massive difference. And if I was to add one more, it'd be to think about how well you're sleeping. We spend one third of our lives asleep, yet very few people focus on what it takes to get a really good sleep. On this podcast, we've interviewed Michael Bruce, the world's leading sleep doctor, two episodes. They've been phenomenal. If you focus on those four things and listen to those podcast episodes with Dr. Michael Bruce, you would have energy that was through the roof. And it's been really tough for me having a four-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old over the last couple of years, especially when when kid number two comes into the mix and doesn't sleep very well. So I think part of that is you you adjust a lot better to performing with less sleep, but it also means that all those little one percenters you've got to get taken care of. Otherwise, you're simply not going to have the energy to be able to perform at the level that you want to perform at. And if you've done all those things for a few weeks and you're still feeling like nothing else has changed, go see a physician. I've done that a couple of times in my life where I've booked an appointment with the doctor and just said, look, I'm feeling really flat or my mental health is not where where it needs to be. I've focused on my diet. I've focused on sleep. I've reduced alcohol consumption. I've done all of these different things. 
and I'm just in a bit of a depressed state and I need some energy and I need some help. They'll run your blood work. They'll ask a whole bunch of different questions. And having that even as a regular marker that you can go back and refer to, like as a reference, even introducing things like vitamin D was one for me that seemed to be a big boost for my immune system has been really valuable. So to get more energy, to circle all that stuff back, Dial the fundamentals in first, and if you're still struggling, go and see a physician to go and get all of those things taken care of just to make sure there's not something uh, more serious at play. And the final question that we'll go through today was, how do I get more clients for my business? This one was a bit vague. I'm not actually sure what type of business this is. So I'm going to give a two-part answer, and you can apply this in pretty much every industry. Uh, The very first one is assuming that you've got clients already. So if you've got clients already, the first thing that you could do is make a list of your top 10 or 20 best clients your top 10 or 20 best clients. And what I mean by that is these are people that you enjoy working with, as in they're not a pain in the ass taking up too much of your time, and they also pay you what you're worth. So make a list of those 10 or 20 best clients. Next is to bring them all together in a way that provides them big value. Maybe you could get an interesting speaker or two. Maybe you could share some really interesting things that you know that they would value. Or maybe it's just a really fun night just to bring some like-minded people together. And if you don't want to do that, I know that one can be a little bit tough. You can even email them all individually just to say thank you. You just wanted to reach out just to say thank you so much. You really value the relationship. Is there anything else that you can do to go above and beyond and to see what they say. That's going to open up the conversation. And then the next part of that will be to let these clients know your big goal for the next 12 months is to help another 50 people like them to achieve their big goal or solution, which is obviously the solution that you provide through your professional services company. And the next thing after that is to send them a reminder. And this is 80% of the work. These people want to help you. They're your best clients. Send them a reminder one week later if you haven't heard back to say, just checking in. I really appreciate any assistance you can provide. As always, if there's anything I can do to help you, just let me know. So a quick recap of that. Make a list of your best clients. Second is to host an event to bring them all together. Third is to let them know what your big goal is, and that's to obviously help a whole bunch of other people with the solutions that you provide. And the best way to find other people like the ones you already have is to get a referral from those people who you love. And finally, it's to send them a reminder to make sure they go ahead with it because everyone's busy. Now, if you don't have clients for your business already, here's a little process that you can follow. The very first thing I would do is create content to build awareness and authority of who I am, what problem I'm passionate about solving, and what solutions I provide. It has never been easier to create content than the world we're in now. You can use ChatGPT. I actually don't use ChatGPT to create content, but so many other people do, and I actually don't have a problem with it. As long as you have the expertise in your area to make sure it's not saying anything false or misleading, I think it's totally fine because it's basically outsourcing things to someone else on your team who could do that anyway to free you up to do more of the higher brain power tasks. Where I think it's really valuable to get some actual human assistance is to find a video editor. This one obviously is going to be a lot more expensive than the other things that we spoke about, but having a good quality video editor is about the best investment that I've been able to make in my business from all of the different roles that I've hired for. So I think that's a really good way to do it, but if you, you don't you also don't need to have a video editor. If you're a little bit earlier in your career, I think just filming these selfie videos or on a tripod or through a podcast if you have that's a really great way of being able to do that. 
There's a lot of tools now using AI that enable you to do things like add captions really easily to automatically focus on the person's face. Where people fail with this is where they don't have consistent content to be able to release it on a regular basis. If your consistency is dependent on you waking up and feeling good and getting all prepared to do that, you're going to fail. You need to batch produce content so you can put it out there. So that's what I would be doing. I'd be creating content. I would be batching content to build awareness and authority of who you are and what problem you solve. Next, I would give your audience, it's going to obviously grow with you the more consistent you are with your content and the more frequent you put content out there, give them valuable resources without the expectation of anything in return. For example, on this podcast and on my social media, I've given away so many things like the success plan for free. Think about how much content comes out just from this podcast every single week. It's an enormous amount of content when you factor in the fact that this has been going for years and years. So give away the absolute best information and resources you have. And I'll tell you why, and this is really, really important. In the world we're in, people don't pay for information. They pay for implementation. Information is everywhere. How many podcasts, books, chat GPT? How many resources do we have access to now? We have more information than we know what to do with, and that can lead to inaction. And that's why people will pay a premium for implementation. So whatever you're doing with your business, make sure you give away the best information you can to get those people excited about how you can help them with their implementation. So that's a process that I would follow if I didn't have clients to be able to get more clients for my business. So a quick recap on those questions that we covered, most important parts of the day to focus on, how to find like-minded people in your city, how to get more energy, and how to get more clients for your business. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, if you've got any questions whatsoever, just send me an email, james at jameswit.com. That's my personal email with a written or audio message with your question, or you can even post it into the Win the Day Facebook group. You'll find a link to that in the show notes, and I'll answer it for you on an upcoming episode. Remember to get out there and win the day. Until next time, onwards and upwards, always.